We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. If you, if you um, are willing to take any type of leap into the void, you're going to experience something that you would have never experienced before. I will do with my man that tell me no because I'm going to beat him the fuck up. Oh, dude, if you drink ice tea, it makes you thirstier. How, motherfucker? I'm drinking juice. Will you shut up? Hey. Shut the hell up. Shut up. I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? Doesn't that mean you're drunk? No. It means I was drunk yesterday. Hey, Edelna, get my hot tub about 103 and get my Gatorade. <laughs> the impact of this poor, mentally ill, alcoholic, son of a bitch. If you can't trust Gavin with his best friend's wife, how can you trust him with your state? Stop hiring middle-aged white people. That's a dude. Really? I mean, they want to know. Women thinking, not become entertaining. They don't want to think. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go out and tickle them individually? We have to express an idea here. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Is that on? Yeah, it's on. It's been on. Dude, let's go. You're going to keep your eye on that? Yep. Fuck yeah. We're back, baby. You want headphones? Uh, doesn't matter. I think I need headphones. All right, sure. And then when, when if Tara and Steve come through and they want to hop on, they can hop on. I'm trying to find a wire for you. What's up, everybody? How how have you guys been doing? Should have waited on this. We should have planned this. What? Nothing. I'm talking to the listener. You guys like that intro? It was pretty fucking good, huh? I love that song. Your favorite song? Yeah, that's definitely. Oh, you're a little loud, bro. I don't hear anything. You don't hear anything? I don't hear you. Oh, yo, I forgot. You're because you're on channel one. It's usually mine. Do you hear it now? Now. You don't hear shit. Now. Oh, here we go, bro. I'm sorry about that. You hear this? Yeah, now I can hear it. That's good for you. Turn it up a little bit more. One more. Yeah, there you go. Make my headphones look loud. <laughs> Me and Dan were talking about the Lil Wayne, uh, like when he starts a song and it's like the... The lighter flick. He does it every time. Does this. That might be how we're going to start starting our podcast. Lighter flick. We could do that. Let's let's hit play. Dan just asked you one street. I think it was Rick McCrank, I want to say. I, don't pro- I probably don't recognize any of these names. We're going to go sound off. Sound off. You don't... Re- Dude, you're the, I think Costin skated in this. Carrie Getz. Oh, well, yeah. Carrie Getz definitely skated in it. Yeah, you got to show out for the Philly. We got a... Uh, we have a YouTube video up right now of the 2000 Street X Games in Love Park at yeah. Carrie Getz. Philadelphia. If, for those of you, if you don't know, uh, Philadelphia is like... Iconic. It's an iconic skateboarding city. Um Outside of Los Angeles, it might be, in Barcelona, it might be the biggest skateboard city. Is Philly still renowned like that, though? Like the whole Love Park, like, uh, reconstruction, if you will. Like, it's not, kids still skate, I still see them thrashing it, but it's not like what it was, I feel like. I would say, 
I'm because I'm not in the skate scene. I'm just I look at it from the outside. It's still a it's still a major skate scene, especially in the country. But without the iconic spots anymore, it's it's not the way it used to be. Yeah, with because Love Park's gone, Muni just went down. Temple is really the only place that has like some an FDR. FDR still ripping hard, dude. Those dudes are next level at to FDR. Skate, to skate that shit, dude. They shred hard as fuck there. If you don't know what FDR is, look it up. It's underneath I ninety five, all the way down by the stadiums. Google uh, FDR skate park, and you're you're in for it. And it's like it's a total DIY skate park with like spray paint everywhere, huge vertical transitions what was that skate park that's like in i think like west virginia somewhere in the hills skatetopia was that the name of it i've never heard of this it was in a it was in one of the tony hawk games and it is a real place and it was basically like a compound in the middle of the fucking hills i'm pretty sure of west virginia and it was just like an absolute clusterfuck i've never heard of this i'm gonna before. look this up yeah let's get a fact check i always think of like burns is that what it's called burnside the, one in, the one in Portland? It was not in Portland, though. That was always, like, a big spot. I'm going to put my beer on my laptop. But, yeah, it's a beautiful day here in Philadelphia. July 22nd. It's uh, the five-year anniversary of when Derek tried to fight me and Grant. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it came up on my memories. There was a lot of cool. Sean Hobson, happy anniversary, bro. One year. Ah, here it is. Ohio. It's an 88-acre skate park near Rutland, Ohio, United States, owned and operated by pro skater Bruce Martin. Skatopia is known for its anarchist atmosphere and annual music festivals. That sounds and, sick. Uh, bowl bash and backwoods blowout. Dude, yeah, it, it was in... Uh, you hear what you just said? Yeah, I'm reading the Wikipedia page. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Dude, it looks like utter chaos. I remember it was in let a Tony Hawk Let me see game. what it looks like. Well, I'm trying to find, like, pictures of Wait, it. Wait, bowls and backwoods? That's what it said, Backyards? <laughs> bowl I mean, session. this picture pretty much sums up, like... When you get there, like, this is what you're fucking living at for the weekend. It's like Folk Fest for skateboarding. Yes. And, like, there's Dude. obviously just drugs. See, I never ever would feel comfortable in a Mm-mm. situation like this. I, I would not want to be there. That's like Kung Fu necktie. I just don't even have, I don't have the right clothes. They'd smell it on me. Like, I'm sure like all like big the pros shampoo. went there probably like to rip it one day, but they were probably like the big ones were probably like, we're getting the fuck out of here. That's like night. more of like a gnarlier situation. It's a different scene. Yeah. It's yeah. not mainstream. Well, that's what's cool about Grant. That's what's cool about skateboarding. There's so many different types of. Um, sub-genres, you got your heavy metalers, you got the hip-hop dudes, you got, you know, other stuff. You got a little bit of everything. You got a little bit of everything. So, also, I want to bring back advertising. There's a few companies we got to give shouts out, shout-outs to. All right. I guess we can just do that right now. Yeah, do it. First one, um, I well, th- these are in no particular order. Uh, Tucked Edo. Just uh, recently went to one of their events. Dude, those tacos, keep them coming, boys. They're delicious. Me and Sarah and Sarah's mom got merch. Delicioso. We got tie-dye Tuxedo shirts. Wow. And they're, the boys are going to be doing Sarah's brother's 30th birthday, which I've been meaning to invite you to. When is it? August 20th. Oh, well, yeah. Was it a surprise? No, it's just like I don't need to necessarily put that out there. Uh, okay, you mean you can cut it out? Yeah. <laughs> 
And, okay. and so, yeah, Tuck Dito, shout out Tuck. You got to get it sometime, man. I've been trying to get it. Try to get it at the, folk, or the uh, Food Fest. Yeah. And oh, yeah, because they were, they were out of food. Mm-hmm. Fresh out when we rolled up. So, shout out to Tuck Dito. We're going to need write-ups. Shout out Mystic Basin. Who's Mystic Basin? That's Callan's company. Okay. They do uh, date rolls, something like that. Um, it's all organic. It's all top-notch shit. If you're into hippie stuff and organic food, Mystic Basin, that's what you're going to want. I, I asked him to give me a write-up, and he's like, oh, I'm going to need one of those. I'll get it to you. Uh, I'll get it to you. <laughs> Is that it? Is that what you got? Um, does anybody else? Oh, uh, yeah, we don't need to do that. I got one. Okay. I got one for uh, if you're local in the Philly area, uh, you're looking for some good pizza. You're looking for maybe not directly in the city, outside the the perimeter. I got a brewery that's for you. Chestnut Hill Brewery, located in Chestnut Hill, Philadelphia. They got the finest pizzas, wood, brick up. What kind of oven they got there? Damn, you're doing like a real professional <laughs> sale here, Grant. They got, uh, they got the wood oven pizza. Yes. I think that's what it's called. Phenomenal pizzas. I know the chef wood personally. Fire wood fire. I know the chef personally. Absolutely, Chef Kisses, absolutely amazing. And yeah. uh, but they are also uh, vegetarian, so if you don't eat meat, they have tons of great options. They're one of the best restaurants in the city for vegetarian for pizza. For and honestly, let's not forget it's a brewery. They got phenomenal beer. Wow. And what's the one you like? The Galactic Lucy is hands down one of the best beers I've ever had. I got the Fiddler, not to be confused with the Fiddler. Shout out Chestnut Hill Brewery. Chester Hilbert, the chicken bacon ranch pizza is fire. Pizza. What is that? I, I was recording because I'm sending it to Dan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now he'll, he's just got to watch. Yeah, Chestnut Hill Brewery and Branch Creek Taps in Souderton, Pennsylvania. Also, check that out. The grand opening is coming up. I might edit this into the middle of the episode. It really doesn't make any sense to start with the advertising. It definitely doesn't, but it was pretty money. Yeah. Grant really, that's why you know this boy is in sales. This man is in sales. I also, what you forget is that I did sophomore year of college. Pat, Pat Johnson and I did uh, the commentary, like the play-by-play color commentary for the centenary basketball team. And we had we had to read the advertising, like the sponsors. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I remember like the wording being like, Rehoboth Beach, your your perfect getaway destination. Are you local in the Philadelphia, Jersey, Delaware area? Yeah. We got the spot for you. Lissio's Bakery. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. You want a good bagel? I got just the place for you. What was the top? Did you were that was the pizza and the bagels were they good up there in Hackettstown? The pizza was okay. Uh, I I wouldn't. There weren't any shops that I was like, this is the best pizza. The bagels. There was, like, from growing up in Harleysville and, like, where we grew up and not really having, like, a true deli. And now going there, I mean, the bagels, the deli was, like, out of this world. Now moving to Philly, there's definitely been, like, an increase in the bagel shop. And I had the idea, like, years ago that I was like, I should just open up a fucking bagel shop. Like, there are gold mines up in North Jersey. And I'm like, you don't really have, like, yeah, there are some in the city. But I'm like, you could just open it up, like, in Harleysville. You could open up one and it would do well. Just do, like, a fucking... Awesome deli with bagels. Bro. Come on now. What? Do you know why those work in Jersey? Yeah, I know that, but I'm saying you could do something like that. Like, there's, there's nothing. The guy would have to come from Jersey. And he's I, still working with P.A. Wooder. 
I mean, the place is Kismet Bagels doing a fucking bang up job, and they just make bagels. Oh, okay. And I'm kind of like that more. They're across the street from me, and I see it, and I'm like, damn, that's literally my idea. I mean, I'm not trying to say I was this genius because yeah. it's bagels. I'm not a genius. It was just an idea that I was but like, I should do this. Philly bagel. There's a lot of them have been opening up recently. Recently, and they're all doing well. And I'm like, fuck. I Volker and I and okay. Josh talked about doing Fuego bagels like in 2015. Fuego bago. Fuego bago. We talked no, about yeah, this. Yeah, I was, and I wasn't trying to rip on your idea. I was more whenever I go to North Jersey, the pizza and the bagels are just insanely good. New York City, obviously, and I, I just have always heard it's the water. That's why. Grant's That's not what. Listening. No, I, I do. Trust me, I am Jersey. I know Jersey. So, but you can't go to Harleysville and expect New Jersey water. No, but you can make a good bagel. I've made bagels at my parents' house from scratch. I don't know if I've showed you this. That's- Bullshit. You I can have? I can show you the bagels that I've made. Hold I'm up, tough guy. Let's see it. Right, I've I'll never heard it. of this one time. Yeah, because I kept it under wraps. What kind do you make? Plain? I made everything. Blueberry? Everything. <laughs> I wanted to do like a jalapeno cheddar joint. Everything bagels or every type of bagel? Everything bagels. Yeah, those are the best. Like I just put the everything. I cooked it, baked mm-hmm. it with the everything That's my uh, seasoning. That's my favorite as well. That's what I get. Meg her, actually made sesame as well because Meg's a big sesame Can I girl. say this real quick, though? I prefer everything bagel for a nice snack, but if you want to do a toasted bagel with some peanut butter on top, mm. blueberry and oatmeal raisin are great options for something like that. I love oatmeal raisin. I'm not going to lie. I do. It's a good flavor. So this would have been like June, maybe? Let me see if I can find it. Now they're back in luck. Now they're uh, doing the ledge section. They're ripping it up. They're ripping it up. We were watching the the current X Games out in LA, and it's like, why why don't they have this out in Philly anymore? Have it in New York. Yeah, odd that uh, you know Boston and DC, Baltimore. There's not really a skate scene, or even any of the southern cities. Atlanta. Yeah, it is interesting that Philly got one. Just sick, dude. I mean, it's really pretty much in American cities. Los Angeles is literally the mecca of skateboarding. It's where it was invented. San Francisco's San Francisco and Philly then are the next two of big. I would say biggest cities. Oh well, actually, well New York's fucking huge. But I don't know, dude. Something sick about Philly. We all know it. Let me see. I'm trying to find it here. Yeah, we'll cut out. It, it's all going to get cut out. <laughs> Have you been to Murphs recently, Grant? No, not not overly recently. I was probably there um a month, two months ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we went. Yeah, two months ago, I'd say. What did you get? Um, I got. So we went and we shared the Caprice salad. And we got the meatballs, the stuffed meatballs, and then we shared the lobster ravioli. Wow. Just kind of I get, oh, I get those same orders with yeah, Sarah. Yeah, it was fucking sick. Yeah. It was awesome. I'm actually completely done with lobster ravioli. I'm never ordering it again, though. Why? Did you get a bad one? I had two bad ones. Where? And, you know, I can't even complain because I didn't have to pay for them. That These were, you know, sit-down meals. On the house? They were on the house. And yeah, dude, they're just something. Maybe it's just the imitate. Maybe I got the imitation crab meat or something. But they just and the sauce was off. They say that when you get lobster biscuit places, like ninety percent of the time it's imitation crab meat. 
Yeah, or if you do, if you get it at the Nittany Line Inn at Penn State, it's crawfish. That's what they use it there. It's actually good as fuck, though. Yeah, it's crawfish. I would. Uh, I used to work there as a host in college for like two and a half years, and I would, when I would leave, sometimes I would put like a huge scoop of lobster ravioli in a to-go coffee cup and drink it on the way home. <laughs> sounds <laughs> kind of on the way home. Steal a sounds kind of money. Steal a spoon. Steal a spoon. Yeah, steal a spoon. Yeah, football season's coming up. <laughs> you ready for it? I don't know shit about sports, dude. Damn, fucking hey. You know, why isn't the stereo mix fucking recording? Is that why? Fuck, that's the echo. Grant, do you know what turmeric is? Turmeric? Yeah. Yeah, my dad uh, uses it. I just started taking it. I already have noticed the difference. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good for you. Yeah, really good for anti-inflammatories. Yeah, I feel lighter. Do you? Yeah. Well, all of the food that we basically eat in modern society is inflammatory, like everything. Right? Yeah, dude. It's like a known thing. So I tried to cut out, and that causes a fuck ton of issues. Yeah, dude. Well, wait. Did I send you the thing where it's like, what are like the highest things of like leading to death? And it's like, yeah, vegetable oil was underlined. What was the first one? Heavy smoking. Smoking was one. What was two? Damn. Check that one's. Last Heavy night, smoking. last yeah, night, dude, I woke up, my lungs were clogged. That's why I was like, I'm going for a run ASAP. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think it's heavy smoking, maybe heavy drinking. And then drinking was on the list, but I'm pretty sure it was below vegetable, vegetable oil. Vegetable oil was like a 62% or whatever. Yeah. So everybody. Does anyone use vegetable oil to cook in? Dude, they taught us this in. In like home ec in seventh grade, that Do you like use vegetable canola oil? oil is a is an acceptable alternative to olive oil, and that's what they've been pushing. Canola oil, uh, you know the what is it? The fruit corn syrup, fructose, high, high fructose corn syrup, that shit. Yeah, and I think, but like the idea is that it preserves the food for longer, so it's like you know you can feed more people. But I guess my mom just never cost? never used vegetable oil. Seems like you never made bagels either, bro. I'm finding them, dude. Yeah. It's not as easy. I got to go back. It was a couple years ago, so it's hard to find it in a camera roll. Yeah, so you did it one time is what you're oh, saying. Oh, I did. No, ask Meg. I did it multiple times. Is this when you lived at home for that brief That's, period? That summer when I lived at home, I was wow. making a fuck ton of bagels. Because I'd wake <laughs> up like on a Saturday morning being like, oh, I got nothing to do. Bagels. So my dad would be like, oh, you're going to make bagels? I'll eat some. <laughs> wow, I'm not hungover right now. It's amazing what I can do. <laughs> Well, that, that's exactly, yeah. That's why you need to be hungover sometimes so you don't start making bagels. <laughs> I mean, dude, I was ready for Fuego Bagel. All right, we're Fuego Bago. It was me, Josh, and Volk. I've got some business ideas I've been thinking of. Oh, we're coming out with T-shirts, baby. Fuego Bagel shirts. That would be a good way to do it. Just start getting the word out there. It would be. Yeah, look at this picture I just came across. <laughs> I got to send that to Dan. Yeah, put me in that one, too. I'm going to send it to the with Derek. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, But, yes, turmeric. Yeah, well, sorry, where are you going with that? I just, it seems like... I was reading all of, like, so I kept hearing that it 
it pretty much is like the anti-vegetable oil is kind of what I was reading. So vegetable oil, apparently there's like chemicals in it that bind and then stay in your like forever chemicals and they will stay in your body. And if you want to flush them out, turmeric is a good natural. It's like a root. It's a spice. And it's, it, it yep. improves your circulation, anti-inflammatory. Um, and, I, you know, there's so much shit like that, right? But what goes a long way for me is the reviews. When you, like, look at the testimonies of the supplement, and it's like people are like, this has been, like, it's generally Life-changing. elderly people that are, like, people that are 80, 75, 60-something. But I was like, all right, I mean, I have knee problems, so I'm going to take it. And Oh, fuck. I mean, I'm already doing a lot of new good stuff, but... It, it feels like it's it's helping. I popped like four today. Oh, do you get them in like the pills? They're capsules. You don't get like and the actual. No, and there's no aftertaste because you can get like the actual like in like the powder, like the spice almost. Yeah, it. well, that's what it because. But you have to. It has to be mixed with black pepper because is that like the that's ingredient? how it, that way it doesn't the way you digest it. Like I guess then that I don't know, dude. I don't know anything about. Enzymes. Were you the one that sent that video of someone drinking it with turmeric, black pepper, and like water? And just mixing no, it. No. Oh, I recently saw that then. I don't dude, know. This shit's every. It seems like, dude, it seems like people are waking up. It's like start your day with this. And it was like literally just turmeric powder, black pepper, and water. And like, like, you know, like a little like shot amount, like in like okay. the bottom of a glass, like maybe that much in like a normal size glass. Okay. Kind of like an apple cider vinegar yeah, type deal. Exactly. So what is that supposed to do? I don't know. I think that's supposed to cleanse your palate and like clear out stomach enzymes or some shit. Okay. But people also, I think, try to drink it for like weight loss. Okay. So I don't really know like what. Yeah, I never, it was never really clear to me. It never really appealed to me. I used to just, I pretty much take a multivitamin and now I'm adding turmeric, turmeric, however you say it, to my diet. It's definitely good. There's nothing bad that can come from it. So what's your like supplement? intake like these days not as much as it should be um i was taking like just a multivitamin and then i stopped because i was taking neutrophil and there was an ingredient i forget what it was i'd have to look at the, the neutrophil thing that i looked up basically being like is it okay to take neutrophil with other supplements and the one ingredient in it was basically it started with an s i forget what it was but it was like it, it's in Nutrafol, and, like, you really should find a multivitamin that it's not in because I guess too much of it's not the best for you, so. Yeah, that makes sense. But other than that, I haven't really been taking much. I feel like a completely different person as soon as I put these on. I used to. I mean, you look like a different – you look like Zach Galifianakis. Well, I feel like you rock these the best, bro. I did. I was Jonah Hill from War Dogs. So I used to have these same sunglasses in 2018, summer of 2018. I finally got a new pair, but I let Grant wear them like this one weekend down in sea isle and dude just rocked them the best everyone was like yeah this guy's the goat yeah smash those on for me real quick i'm gonna i'm gonna take a picture of you and throw it on the uh the cough insta dude see that the thing is with those sunglasses i think it really is is the beard it accentuates it that, th- those are they're just boss ass fucking shades some would say <laughs> I gotta take a different one. We're back, baby. We are so back. Damn. Tell me that's not fucking. Yeah, that's it's pretty good. money right that's there. That's it right there. That's the big Lebowski. The big Lebowski? Yeah, there's just something about. 
Like a money pair of shades. Oh, so. All right. I want to make like Riz shirts, though. What was the one that Jesse um, suggested last night? I have no idea. Terroristic Riz. Uh, chaotic Riz. To- no, Toxic Riz. Toxic Riz. That's, that's what, it, what was. it was. Because we're all like, yep, that's it. Yeah, it's got to be like something that, like, you know, whatever fucking idiots will wear on their chest. Toxic Riz. Are you still looking for these bagels? I was I was literally about to be like, I'm getting close. Grant. Fuck, yes. We're all fucking on the clock right now, pal. All right. Here's a quick pick. Those look pretty good. That looks really good. I made that. Okay, but how did it taste? These are the ones I made. They actually look just like the Kismet bagel ones. They were just like, that's why you said about the water thing, and I'm like, yes, but, like, we have fine enough water that you can fluff it up or, like, whatever I did, like, dude, it worked. It was, like, yeah. a, the only thing I will say is I, they were a little too doughy at first, but then I kind of found, like, a good, like, how this batch. Times, how many times did you do this? Uh, here's one. That looks good. Is Tara here? Oh, yeah, they're all here. Look, this was a breakfast sandwich I made. <laughs> Dude, Grant just said that the same way he would have said that to me in, like, third grade. <laughs> this is a breakfast sandwich I made? <laughs> um, this is my new GameCube? I probably, yeah, I mean, I definitely was like, you'll check out this new game I got. This is my new game. This is Wind Waker. Uh, that was a sick game. I remember Sarah's that like game. that. Sarah's very, like, if she gets something new, she really wants to show it to you. Yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, those yeah. bagels were sick because you doubted me, which made it even sweeter. Dude, I can't do that. Every time I get a new piece of clothing, I wash this, by the way. I wore this on Thursday. I probably made the bagels, though, back to the bagel conversation, like seven or eight times. And then I made them once or twice at our old apartment. And, like, the whole plan was, like, I, my thought, I won't say plan, but the theory was that I was going to, like, get perfect the bagels. I was going to start selling them at farmer's markets and go sell bagels and start to make some money and then basically try and no nah, i wasn't even like saying i was trying to like get into a shop but i was like let me make bagels and like some at farmers markets on saturdays and see like what happens you didn't want to tell me about this well it never took off because i kind of got sidetracked with a lot of other things in my life but when i was living at home not doing anything yeah, it was kind of like this is a great idea i might start wandering <laughs> like i can start making bagels i got nothing else to do fuego bago <laughs> um yeah fuck dude well wait this is what i wanted to tell you though is that so I feel like pizza and bagels in our area are good. Are For good. sure. We've been, ban- we've been blessed to grow up with good of those. I would say solid. But They're I'd not t- the best. When, when you taste that elite shit, North Jersey, New York City, that's insane. Mm-hmm. And then anything west of us absolutely fucking sucks. No, and that's what I think that we've been fortunate enough. That and Jersey talks shit on us. Yeah, I mean. And it's do. like, dude, have you been to... Rossi, Rossi gives respect to to Philly. He's like, no, I've had bagels, I've had pizza. He's like, it's good. Yeah. He's like, it's not like not like the quad, like the best New York slice. I'm like, I'm not saying it is, but I'm like, not. But he I'm moved also, to Miami, so like you know the yeah, pizza down there sucks. He learned that I was like, all right, like coming to Philly, getting a slice of pizza, like it's solid, it's a good slice. B, you get a B, B plus. I will say though, what's interesting about, and this isn't. This is more on the bagel side, but it's definitely in Fishtown for pizza, too. Is that, like, the cool thing about, like, North Jersey is that, like, there's pizza shops. You can get a normal size of pizza, whatever. We have normal shops 
most places. Fishtown is all like these interesting like fancy pizza. There's no yeah. like good like football pizza. And then I look at the bagels, and that's where I really see it. Like in North Jersey, like they were all just like delis, Jewish delis, or like maybe Italian delis, like probably primarily Jewish delis. But they would do like just. I walked in, they had fifteen to thirty different types of bagels, and it was just that quintessential bagel, a bagel sandwich, and that was it. A lot of the bagel shops here in Philly do these like extravagant bagel sandwiches. It's like, bro, I want an everything bagel with a bacon, egg, and cheese. Or maybe veggie cream cheese, depending how I'm feeling. Sausage, egg, and cheese. Yeah, the ones in New York, they it's like they just give it to you. They're like, just they pumping them straight. out, like, yeah. and it's like I that's what, for a bagel. That's what I want. I just had um, a Blitz uh, breakfast sandwich last Sunday at the beach. Yeah. Blitz Market. Yeah, good how as, was that? Good as fuck. Two sausage patties. You never see that. Was it the circle ones? The circle patties. Yeah, you never see two. I haven't had. Sandwich. You never see two on a sandwich. That is a fact. That's it's sick, always dude. one. You didn't have to pay more. That was the price. Dude, baby got him for me while I was still sleeping. Wow. You got a queen, dude. Take care of her. Thank you, Sarah. Um, I haven't had that type of sausage. I don't think since school. Like, I don't you know when. bacon? I always get a bacon, egg, and cheese. Okay. Yeah. I used to go sausage heavy and then like, I don't know, in the last 10 years probably. You became a bacon guy. I was like just the quintessential. I guess probably when I went to college, it was like. You have to get, like, actually, they were about pork roll. They were about the Taylor ham. So I went Taylor ham for a while. And then it was like, if I'm not getting Taylor ham, bacon. I was like, the crispy bacon just fucking slaps. You really? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm cool with both, but I definitely prefer sausage. I mean, I would eat a sausage. I have no problem. I like sausage, yeah. but yeah. Scrapple? I don't like scrapple. I would, I, I'll eat it. I know I was accused of eating the entire thing, yeah. which didn't happen. I just had a scrapple. I mean, yeah, I think sausage and bacon might actually be better on a sandwich than scrapple. Scrapple's better on the side, but that's just me. Um, I just don't like the, I don't love the taste. It's okay. Like, I'll eat it if I don't have, like, another meat on the side or on the sandwich, but that's probably on the lower. Like, I'm probably, I'm no, not probably, I'm taking turkey bacon over scrapple. Fucked up, dude. What? Turkey bacon. I get turkey bacon a lot. You want to get some bird food, dude? I eat turkey bacon for breakfast regularly. I mean, it's free country. I mean, it's cheaper than regular bacon, which is surprising. One. Is it? It's like half the price. Dude, that you know that's processed as fuck. I mean, they're both processed. What are you going to tell me? Bacon's <laughs> not, dude? No. It's healthy as fuck. Dude, scrapple? I'll do healthy. I'll do two eggs, two slices of turkey bacon. Wake me up. Yeah. I've just lately just been doing eggs. Honestly, lately I've just been doing smoothies. I'm on like a hard. Remember when you got the ninja and you went like yes, fucking yeah, I'm in that phase it, right yeah. now. Actually, I'm not. That's a lie. But you go spinach in there? Uh, Not for the breakfast one. If I do a lunch one, that's spinach. Okay. The breakfast one, I'm usually doing like strawberry, banana, protein Wait, powder. You got a breakfast one and you got a dinner one? I do. A, sometimes I do a breakfast and a lunch one. If I'm not, if I'm not like that hungry, okay. I mean, you're packing a lot of shit in there. Like when I would do it, I would put like a full banana, a couple strawberries, mm-hmm. two big handfuls of spinach. Would you be full for? No, I wouldn't be full at all. Okay, I wasn't sure what you're saying. About That's you're why I stopped. So I was like, this is just dumb. Like I'm still hungry. Well, so typically what I'll do for breakfast is I'll do that with like a protein, a protein bar, or I'll do two eggs with it too, like to fill fill me up more. 
Um, but if I do that, I'm not doing like any meat on the side because I'm getting I add protein powder to the yeah same the smoothie. Well, dude, I got like psycho into like how much like what when soy is in something earlier in the week. And then, and then I was like, "Why is there soy in protein powder?" There's in every. It's in dude. Soy is in so much shit. It's in peanut butter. It's pretty. And then you like, read the ingredients. You're like, "Why is this in here? Why would this be in here?" I was just eating like taco salad. Then I was like, "This is pretty much like." I mean, you got the cheese and like whatever the salt that's in the sauce, whatever. But like, I I didn't. I never gave a fuck about carbs because you know I kind of process shit a little. At least I used to process it better. But then it's like I don't know the forever chemicals just. There's something fucked with that, it seems like. Well, the forever chemicals are like the PFOS chemicals, which are in plastics. Yeah. Well, there's different types. I mean, there's definitely shit in foods, but are they are they as identified as forever chemicals? I've read that, I guess. Dude, yeah, I probably shouldn't even have said that. Because um, I feel like the forever chemicals that people talk about or the media talks about is like the plastic, like... I mean, there's chemicals in processed foods, and it's I, generally it's they're preservatives in order to you know keep it edible for longer. But I don't know. There's just, it just seems like there's something fishy about it. What I did want to ask you about though was like the like the deli thing. Yeah, like that's where you know I'd never ever wish I grew up in Jersey, unless when it comes to those delis. But, like, wait, so then what's kind of, like, what's the difference between, like, a Jewish deli and an Italian deli, obvious, other than the obvious? Because I went to Primo's recently, and I was like, I would love to go to, like, a mom-and-pop version of Primo. I don't, I mean, <clears throat> maybe my Jersey friends would, would say differently, but from my perception, there generally isn't much of a difference. Maybe the Italian deli has better quality meats. Like the there's different things that they offer, but like they say Jewish deli, Italian deli, like whatever they say, like I walk into a deli and I'll be honest, like they feel pretty similar. It's not like there's okay. a noticeable difference. Like the Jewish delis have this and maybe some Jewish delis have kosher items. Like that could be one distinct difference, but <laughs> yeah, my family always went to like the Jewish deli. Like when we would like stop and get sandwiches in like Bryn Mawr. Yeah. It's a place that like my parents and Tara really love. Have you ever been to fourth street delicatessen? Pretty sure that's a Jewish deli. Okay. Well, like, I mean, me personally, I think I, I, I'm not saying this anyway. Like, going to Primo's, I was like, all right, you know, I'm Irish. Like, I, like, I feel like a kinship towards the Italians. That, like, they're like Irish people that are good with food. I mean, yeah. The uh, the cut above deli, the one in Newtown Square. Did I ever get you a sandwich from there? I don't no. think you were around when I did it. I got it for Derek, Dan, um, somebody else was there. But when I worked in Newtown Square, I found out about this deli. People were like, you have to, like, you think you're, like, a grub master. Like, you got to hit this spot. <laughs> and I've taken I've taken Meg there. I've driven out on, like, a Sunday to be, like, we're getting fucking sandwiches from here. Yeah. Italian deli. Holy. It's, like, no, shit. wait. You talk about mom and pop. Uh, yeah. Primo, I'll take you. That's literally what Dude, that is. Go. It's fucking so good. Really? So good. Are you, uh, I guess we couldn't do it tomorrow. Are you going to Sean's tomorrow? Uh, I don't know yet. Possibly. Okay. Yeah, I don't know yet either. But, yeah, dude, I wanted, like, I and, and, you know, people say Primo fell off, like, and I guess, like, it depends on the one you go to. The one yeah. in Fishtown's pretty... Are they franchised? I mean, they all have the same ingredients, I'm sure, and, like, they're ordering the same things, but, like, 
Well, it's Lissio's roles. That's really why I went back because um, I was trying to work with we them at, at the, work. We were at the Phillies tailgate last Friday, and Sarah's aunt, uncle, and cousin all had like these subs from like a local bakery, and they had Lissio's rolls on them. I was like, "This is good as," and they didn't. One of them didn't finish their sandwich. She's like, "Do you want it?" I was like, "Uh, sure, whatever." And I was like, "This is fucking delicious." Uh, Lissio's bread is really good. Do you think it's they're a local? They're in Jersey, South Jersey, yeah. So basically Philly. But is Primo uh, only in Philly? No, I think Primo is nationwide. It's not regional. I guess regional would be a better way. Of Maybe it's it. regional. Let's see. Yeah, like I don't. There's no way they have that shit in California. This dude's good, Brian De Desenzo. Uh, so it's headquartered in New Jersey, and they only have 88 locations. So it must be. 88? Founded in 1992, South Philadelphia. Headquarters is Westville, New Jersey. 88 locations as of August 2021. 3.6 million number of employees. So they're, they definitely aren't franchised then. They used to, uh, well, what do you mean? Like, I thought it was a franchise, but it probably is not. Like that, you and I could just pay pay to open one up, yeah. Versus what they are deciding they're going to open a location. They probably are still like that, yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm really not in a, um, an authority on this whatsoever. I'm going to preface it that way. But going into Primo the other day when I went in there to get pick up me and Sarah sandwiches, like it felt like the people in there were like you know part of the community or whatever. Did you go to the one over here yeah, in Fishtown? Yeah, my loco pet. Yeah. I've been, I walk past that pretty regularly, and I'm always like, I got to fucking stop Dude, in the there. Turkey Diablo, I got it then the next day. Did you get I, the seated roll? Obviously. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding, dude? Well, then we, well, me and Sarah both got full subs, and I was like, let's get a small Italian that we, we can split. Like, I want to taste the Italian. Italian's fire. And the Italian Diablo. the seated roll, and I was like, I was You got to pay extra for the seated roll. I didn't think you did. I, just, I, think, I thought I think it was just do. automatic on all of them. I guess on the small. Maybe, maybe not. To, maybe they don't have a small seated. Yeah. They only have a large. I mean, always seed every time. Um, I mean, they got uh, they got good sandwiches. And I'm just thinking as we're talking about this, <laughs> I'm just thinking like Soprano, Soprano, Soprano. I'm just, yeah. I got to watch the Sopranos. I'm also like, I should probably text Rossi and be like, what's your go-to fucking Italian or like your go to the text and then we'll get it through the uh we'll get it through the episode. Dude, I yeah, fuck. That Italian cooking, man, I uh I can't even imagine if you grew up in one of those com- one of those households where you got the mom, the grandmother with the good sauce. That's sick. I mean that was definitely Rossi for sure. That was definitely his family. Dude, that shit is just like that's awesome. Uh, Rossi had a boy who opened up like a, a delicatessen. I wouldn't say it was like a full deli, like you could go in and order lunch meats, but it was a luncheonette, I think is what it was described as. And what this, the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> they, make, <laughs> they make fucking breakfast and lunch. It's a luncheonette. And they made, he was known as the Voss Boss, and he made fire fucking sandwiches. 
I remember hearing about this. The boss guy. boss was yeah, because he I don't know what happened to him. He like fell off on Instagram, but he used to like tag us and shit. And, and we, I would talk about the Voss boss. I never heard about Voss until you. Yeah, because I, I would buy the bottles everywhere. of Voss and take pictures and tag the Voss boss. <laughs> Dude. Well, wait. So why was that water different than like an Aquafina? There weren't plastics in it. My my Wasn't the bottle plastic? My count was much higher than a lot of people's because I wasn't drinking that bullshit. Yeah. Well, it was glass originally, and then it switched really? to plastic. When yeah. I first started buying the Voss because of this dude, it was they had glass bottles. But now now they're all plastic. Now in this day and age. Yeah, anti-BPA plastic, all that shit. Yeah. That's a sick trick right there. Nolly nose grind. That's a good... Oh, who is this? Tail? Who's shredding here? So we went from the X Games to the Street League. Like, how'd that happen? I think it's just YouTube. Well, no, we're watching YouTube. Oh, this is. I thought you went back, back to, to the, the X Games. I thought you yeah, went back no, to after the the the, uh, the Philly X Games. Oh, okay. Stopped. Is that still recording? There's no way it is. No, that definitely is not. Definitely missed that. I think we're at thirty minutes. Holy shit. I might repost this video on um, on the Knights of Fishtown. What is it? Sarah asked me to send her the video of the kid at the OD that was filming himself. I don't know if you remember this when me and uh, when I was at the OD for Sunday Funday when we were on when we were down at the beach. That was the day we were down there. Yeah, there was this fucking kid. I put it on my story. He was like 22, and he was, like, doing, like, a selfie video, and I just had my camera, like, right in it. Like, he was doing, like, a selfie TikTok thing, and he was, like, moving his head a lot. Like, I'll post this on the Knights of Fish Town for, you know, our 22 listeners. And uh, I just, like, was like, this is fucking insane. And I just held my phone up and started filming the kid. Fucking got him. He didn't even look up. He, he was completely unperturbed. All right, I think we're we're now going into the second half of the podcast. So we have to talk about Antarctica. Yeah. What the fuck's going on in Antarctica? I don't know. So no country owns Antarctica. There was a treaty signed in the middle of the Cold War, signed off by all of the top 20 nations at the time, that Antarctica would be neutral and used only for scientific purposes. Also, the year that treaty was signed was also the same year NASA was founded. I'm just bringing up correlations, coincidences. And you can't fly over Antarctica, right? That's like a thing. You can't fly over Antarctica. You can't go there. This is not a flat earth thing. This is merely... Just asking questions. We're just asking questions. There's a and there's like a there's an odd space tie with Antarctica. I never picked it because I sent you that Modest Mouse album and it's called The Moon and Antarctica. And, Antarctica. and I was like, that's why I started listening to it the other day. That album is so fucking good. Uh, what songs are on that one? Third Planet, Paper Thin Walls. Oh, that's the song. That was my fucking jam. Yeah. Paper Thin Walls. Um, Tiny Cities Made of. Glass, is that what it's called? Yeah, it was a good one. That's a good, or uh, made of ash. Of ash, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to them in a while, other than like Dashboard comes on every once in a while. Dude, dude, Float On is a, it's insane that song was like a crossover song. Ocean Breathe Salty. That's a Kaler 3 song run. Yeah, dude. 
Remember when we saw them up in fucking Alex yeah. or Bethlehem? Yeah. The Steel Stacks? Weren't pretty, your parents there? Yeah. I went with I've only oh, seen, I went I've with seen Modest Mouse with my dad three times. And you guys were just there, right? I think we all knew we were going to yeah, be there. Yeah, but I, I just stu- I stood I stood with you guys because my dad they had his seats. knee was fucked up at the yeah, time. Yeah, I remember and he that. Was, he, he was sitting down. Yeah, that um, was dope because I was doing Sober October that year. Dude, they are like such an underrated, overlooked band. I think that they are like they're like that band that. Basically, it was, like, a big-time indie band, but didn't give a fuck and, like, didn't really want to, like, sell out to anything and just stayed true to who they were. And they had a lot of success, but also, like, just kind of wrote it out. Like I feel the exact same way. Because they're awesome, and they never really, like, went off of who they were. Like, you know, like, a lot of bands, like, they fucking... They, they go, they go, they go, they blow up. They're fucking everywhere. They're huge. They're selling everything, and they just fizzle out. Like, yeah. I feel like that didn't really happen with them. Like, they just kind of just kept at the same. Maybe Dashboard was, like, the peak of their music. Like, Yeah, they uh, the way I was, like, reading about it is that, sorry, um, is that because they were kind of raw when they first came out. Yeah. And they kind of just naturally more, ref- as they refined their sound, it made it more palatable. They weren't ever making creative decisions that, you know, like we're doing this to now maybe have pop appeal. Right. It was always like the sound just got bigger, but better as well. Like they were still being creative. And like, if you listen to Float On, it's pretty fucking far out song. And that guitar riff is just insane. And I don't think it got the recognition that it deserves because also at the exact same time, Take Me Out came out. And that also had, had a similar guitar, like a very like kind of plucky guitar riff yeah which is also an incredible song and then that's kind of when indie was kind of going mainstream but they were never like you said they never sold out they just were doing their thing and it just appealed to people for whatever reason yeah they just they made good music and i think they stayed true to who they like their music band that they wanted to do like how many bands go through shit where it's like someone wants to do something else the band blows up like shit just happens and it's like i get it that happens but like like they were pretty like they lose priorities. Yeah, like they were pretty much like on spot. I will say Isaac Brock was definitely wasted at the concert. Yeah. I remember him like speaking into the microphone, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the fuck is this guy saying?" I think he was like really fucked. Like he was either on, on like, drugs, psychedelics, or he was either on mushrooms, like a fuck ton, or was like actually just wasted. Yeah, but it was a fairly long concert, so like I feel like he wasn't wasted. But he's a unique dude. Like he's very. Um, he definitely got in really, really good lyrics, but he's like an aggressive guy for like, he makes like pretty music sometimes, but he's like, are they still making any music? Like, are they touring at all anymore? I think so. But dude, to be honest with you, that concert left a bad taste. Like it, I saw him in 2014, I think maybe 2016. And then that That was was 2018. Yeah. And there was like a noticeable decline with each show. I thought it was good, but that was my first time seeing them live. Yeah, so fair in fair, but I will fair say enough. The Passion Pit concert we saw was definitely a better concert. The one here at the Fillmore. Those, yeah, we got dude, like those bands should just like should just stay on tour every year. I mean, if any of those bands came to the Fillmore, like I would fucking be there in a heartbeat, but right? I feel like I haven't seen any of like any of that genre or like that type who we like, like Seems like only Dave Matthews goes on tour every year. And also well, he's in Philly this weekend. Um, yeah, we could we could literally be there right but now. But, like, I would go see Modest Mouse every fucking year if I could. Yeah. 
They came to Fillmore or they came somewhere in Philly every or Philly area. Like even if they went to the Steel Stacks again, I would go there to see them. Like that wasn't that far. Yeah. Yeah. What was cool was the first time me and my dad ever saw them when I was when we were all like living at home in twenty fourteen. Um it was outside the stacks and they were like all lit up. Oh, was it at the same venue? It wasn't inside though. It was outside. Was the steel was the steel stacks complete at that point? I feel like that was yeah, pretty new. It was like brand new at the time. Yeah. So Bethlehem Steel Stacks, like it's Bethlehem. It's the old Bethlehem. Paying, it's the old Bethlehem Steel. Paying tribute to what made Bethlehem the great. What made America great? Bro. <laughs> whatever. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. America was built in Bethlehem. <laughs> The Golden Gate Bridge was built yeah, by Bethlehem crazy. Steel. Bethlehem Steel. I like read something about them in the last like two years, just like the the rise and fall of that's fucking just they what were happened? so fucking big. I mean, just things got we went to different things that were cheaper, basically is all that China happened. China Steel. Yeah. I mean we went to I forget exactly like what the situation was, but money. I mean, procurement came in, we were looking for cheaper things, steel wasn't the cheapest. Was the be- it was clearly like the best bang for your dollar because things lasted. We don't see that today, obviously. But just like the peak of what Bethlehem Steel was, that's why I remember leaving, like after reading the article I read, leaving the article with just how fucking big that company was. Yeah. At one point, like it was fucking huge. My uh, my aunt, my uncles, like, but you know, whatever you can call that, where your your non blood re- uncle, like his family, all like worked. In yeah. for Bethlehem Steel, like the executives were like rolling like so much fucking money. I was like, dude, this is crazy. Dude, the seventies, the eighties, and the nineties. If you were working in business, shit was good. Yeah, there was just so much excess cash to go do sick shit. Like my dad tells stories of like nineties, like sales meetings and like winter circles of just like, dude, you don't got to worry about it. like all expenses paid type shit. And it's just like, just, you know, business was booming. Business was booming. Clinton was in office. There was, cause yeah, like I feel like we grew up, like, I mean, obviously I studied supply chain and that's all about like, there's waste in the supply <laughs> chain. And at the time, there yeah. was no talk of waste. Procurement came in and fucked things up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they needed, well, it's only became a focus after it's like, all right, we're, the money's not coming in the way it used to. No, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I'm, I think it's like a company's fiduciary responsibility to find ways. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, every company is like, we have to we have to alleviate X amount of costs year over year over year. And it's like, is it feasible? Like, there's certain times when it's just like. Seems like it's not now. I mean, that's what I, I mean. I'm on the opposite side of it being in sales and working with procurement. And I'm just like, you get into these conversations and I'm like, obviously, I'm here to help and we're here to do things. But like at a certain point, it's like you're not going to meet that goal. Like, it's just not possible. Unless you go to a different supplier who fucking is making razor-thin margins, and they're out there. Like, it's possible, I guess. Right. Excuse me. Yeah. It's, yeah, that type of thing. But is... then you pay for... I mean, were we talking about it last night? Like, you can have, like, good service. You can have good... Um, like, there's service. There's quality. And then there's something else I'm drawing a blank on. Yeah, there's another thing in there. Um, I think it was interesting when we were talking to Jesse about, like, tech companies and stuff. Yeah. But, like, 2008, well, that's a bad date to use, but, like, say 2010. Like, if you got a job at Facebook, like, working at Facebook in 2010 or Google at that time was, like, wow, this is, like, 
the sickest thing ever. You know, they're paying for every, like, you know. I think working in tech from. And now, t- but tech's different now where it's, they've, I think, they've tightened their belts now. I think working in tech, I agree with you. And I think working in tech from 2008, the 10 year run from 2008 to 2018, I would say, maybe you could argue 2019. I'm going to say 2018. I think that 10 year window was like, it was a wild, wild west of that industry. Like it was new. It was up and coming. They were making a fuck ton of money. Like, you know, like those things all happen within industries where it's like they have their heyday. And I'm not going to say that tech's going, it's not going to, those companies are going to be around for a while, but it's like, it was just different. Things were just different. Yeah, it was a while. And that's when it was better as well. I mean, yeah, 100%. When I did my internship at Intel, they, there was free breakfast. I forgot that you did Every that. day. So there was fresh fruit, bagel. Well, I mean, it's Arizona, but like, apparently the company spent $5 million a year to m- ensure that there was free coffee and breakfast at all of their office locations. But then, you know, do they still do that now? In no. 2023, that's an easy cut. $5 million? Yeah. But when you're, you know, a great company and business is booming, it's like, this is how we run our company. You know, we do these things for our employees. And it goes back to what we were talking about last night about the difference between like a meta and an Apple. It's like Apple has a tangible product. Like they have something that they're producing that costs money. I'm not saying that meta doesn't have expenses in what they're producing, but when it's also easier for that to like disappear when you don't have an actual product, you're not selling things to consumers. Like, yeah, I guess you're selling a subscription or like whatever they want to. There's probably like, you know how people always talk about like those like TikTok tech jobs where like, you know, it's like a girl that like works day in the life of, yeah, the day in the life type shit. Like you never probably see that at Apple. Like, I mean, we could be proven wrong. Shout out Apple, obviously. Um, Because for that reason, like there's probably less frivolous jobs at a company where you're like it's they are hardware versus software. Right. Because at a certain point, like, and that's what I think like that run from 2008 to 2000 or 2018, like the software thing was so like, it was new. It was like making, I mean, it probably wasn't much regulated. Like, I don't know the statistics, like maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but like you could just probably get away with making a, like their margins were probably so stupid. Like there probably was no one yeah. being like, Oh, there's a competitor who's keeping you in check. No, we're the only ones that are fucking doing Dude, it. Yeah, just when it hits Mark's account. Yeah. <laughs> you just got the angel investor money. Whereas like Apple, and this isn't just for the tech industry. This is for any really other industry. But like Apple is a phone company. At the like, They have other products. They had the... It's a computer ha- company. Computer. But they had, obviously, the last couple of years, their landmark product, their flagship product is probably the phone. But yeah. before that, they had the iPad or iPod. And they're going up against MP3s because that was like the thing. I remember I had an MP3 and also had like the iPod Nano. So it was like there was competition there that they couldn't yeah. just mark it up and say like we're going to charge $6,000 for this iPod and you're going to buy it. Because like, no, I'm going to buy 60 gigabytes worth of storage on this MP3 player. That's yeah. a fraction of that price. But they made the MP3, like they made it like a musical experience i mean yeah it was the best through product their, through their advertising through the quality of the product the design of the product the product was the best product but i'm just saying that even if you have the best product and but if there is competition in it or there's other people doing it there's going to be a threshold that consumers are willing to some people will pay six thousand dollars for that but most people are going to be like let me find one that's a medium right that and has a was, good experience apple's always been seen as a luxury yeah pro, uh, outside of the ipod and the iphone where it was just like you have to have you have to have one 
Well, yeah, I mean, it turned in eventually. For the millennials, you have, like... Oh, you got a green... Yeah, still get the fuck out of here with droid shit, dude. You got a green text message? <laughs> I don't think so, dude. You got a Zune phone, bro. <laughs> Bitch made. I mean, and in the, in the reason it, it... Dude, it all goes back to Steve, bro. And it goes back to the Macintosh and that... Because if you think about, like, a... You know, all those tech companies we were just talking about, except for Google, those are, like, millennial companies, where Apple's a boomer company. Like, Steve was... He's a, he was a baby boomer. And Macintosh was the revolutionary product. It was, you know, it was the first thing where Excel or Word was on. When it was, was the it? first graphical unif- u- graphical graphical user interface. When was Apple founded and when was Microsoft founded? I think Apple was founded in 1977. Do we know when Microsoft was founded? Probably they're the same age. Same age as my dad, 1955. Um, but Bill Gates, you know, Steve never gave him props because he always just ripped people off. He ripped people off. That's and why. Steve, Steve was like the the reason why it's the goatest company ever is because the dude that started it and ran it was not a businessman. He was a creative genius. Yes. That was also a sick businessman. Who, who was the guy that he surrounded himself with who was the business guy? In the movie. Tim Cook, Johnny Ive. Maybe. No, I thought Johnny Ive was a creative guy. Yeah, he's the, yeah, the design. There was someone in the movie that I remember watching that it was like, it was, he was kind of like, he left the company or then, or he was with the company. He got fired or left the company. I've never seen the Kutcher movie, bro. And came back. I've only ever seen the good movie. I don't think it was. JP has that book, that rare ass book. What book? I don't know. There's some Steve Jobs book that like, he's got the, the cover is him with the suit. And he's got like the uh, who's younger. Almost, I thought it was Derek on the cover. To be honest, really, I've uh, I've only read his biography. Um, dude's sick as fuck. Everybody's heard me talk about it a million times. Um, I wonder if people listen this far. Maybe some. They need something to rip during work. Yeah, you know who our biggest fan is. Shout out Rich Moyer. Fucking boy. We tore it up in Seattle, bro. Yeah, you were with uh you were with uh Timo, Remo. Who's Remo? Simo. Simo. <laughs> Dude, yo, shout out or not what's the opposite of a shout out? A call I'm gonna Christian? call I'm gonna call Christian because big body Simo Said he was coming on the podcast. See Bo. And then last minute forgot he had something. I respect it. He's a married man. I get it. I didn't it. even tell you this. I didn't even tell you this. Dude hit me up today. He said, what are you doing this afternoon? I said, dude, I'm doing the podcast. You so did he lie? Home. Was it a lie? No response. He said, oh, fuck. So I think that actually goes back to my original comment that I think he's afraid. He's afraid. Yeah, and this and now this is your opportunity, Christian, to prove us wrong. And next weekend, guess what? Me we'll and Grant, we're here, free time. again, same place, same time. If you want to, if you want to man up and be on here, yeah. we'll be here. Yeah, if you want to man up and show the people what the deal is, <laughs> be like, yo, you guys are fucking assholes, <laughs> <laughs> Lord Fitler. Want to step into the the boxing ring? Yeah, we actually want to film it at the fit. Yeah, show us that you're the real deal. We're gonna film this at the Fitler Club. Let's watch an Eagles game with the Fittler Club. That's a good idea. Can you tell us that? Probably. All right, one Italian friend. Left. I got Rossi. I definitely have more than Rossi, though. 
Jim. Steve, RIP. Yeah, Russo, RIP. Um, Cutting that out. Obviously, I got mad at yeah, that. I mean, and I mean in our inner circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like, I mean, North Jersey. I, I sat in area, met a lot of guys, North Jersey guys. Dude, I fuck with the Italians. I would they the Irish and the Italians are kindred spirits. Maybe just because we've always, you know, chip on our shoulder, mostly German, but chip on our shoulder. You know, the Irish are good at singing. The Italians are good at cooking. We like to we like to have a good time, family. I mean, they make a dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. Look at fucking across the street, Murphs. It's an Italian restaurant with an Irish bar. Boom. Goodfellas, Henry Hill, half yeah, Irish, that's true. half Italian. That's a good one. He was their boy. That's dude. That maybe that's the move. Irish guy, you get that good, and then you got to marry the, the woman the with the good man. cooking. The guy, the fucking hitman. He was an Irish guy for the Italian mob. <laughs> Robert De Niro. Holy shit! And he's half Irish because he's Tommy in Goodfellas. Yeah. And he's half Irish, half Italian. There's that fucking shit. Because um, you know that dude is like, if you're like an old school Irish guy, it's like this fucking foods. Out of this world. <laughs> now, so you know you're married, and that was bad back in the day. Because like, my Italian my woman. grandfather was a hundred percent Irish, and he was the type of guy like, oh, you know, a Polish guy, an Italian guy, a Jewish guy, like that. It was always that because he grew up in the city, and that's how people talked back then. A Polish guy. It was just like you because you you were identified as whatever year because you grew up in a neighborhood was. where, and I'm sure they would yeah. probably be like Irish guy. That's just how they... Yeah, that makes sense. You come yeah. over here and it's like your whole fucking... You're with all Irish people. You're going to land somewhere. You're going to be like, all right, we're going to post up here. We're going right. to raise our families here. Yeah, like a little Italy, little whatever. Yeah. But I grew up and I was like, why does Papa talk like that? <laughs> he said some other unsavory things too. Nothing that bad, but he fought in World War II. Let's just leave it at that. South yeah. Pacific. When I worked at Enterprise, I had uh, I had rented some cars to a couple... Vets and they came in with some spicy takes. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you can say that today. Yeah, they're Asian now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the nicest way to put it. Whatever you just said, that's not okay. Yeah, let's just say he, if when he would refer to the Japanese, he would just be the first part of that, word. <laughs> the first syllable of that word. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Go see Oppenheimer. <laughs> I, I do want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it, too. But I did see today, maybe this is propaganda, because I find it very hard to believe, but what do I know? I know a lot of people don't have great taste, so maybe it's true, but I read today that, and I guess it's only been one day, so this doesn't mean shit, but that Barbie outsold Oppenheimer. Are you surprised by this? A little bit. I was like, dude, this it's Christopher Nolan. His movies are fucking awesome. Hey, man, we're millennials, bro. We like Nolan, iPhones. <laughs> I was surprised by it, but... Dude, I mean, yeah. I thought the Barbie movie... I mean, I'm not going to act like I'm gonna, I am was going to go see it, but... If you put Ryan Gosling in a movie, I'm interested. I know, that's that's why I was like... I didn't have any... I had no, like, desire to go see it, but I was like... If it was on somewhere, I'd probably watch it because Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are in it. Like, they're pretty two big cho- names. And if he chose to do it, he, his movies are generally Yeah, he's got great good. movies. Yeah, Place Beyond the Pines... Great movie. Sick movie. Yo, Crazy Stupid Love. That's my go-to airplane movie. Yeah. Every time I have to fly Wow, that's an interesting way of putting it, Grant. (laughs) Another way of putting it is romantic comedy. I mean, I would say that. flick. 
But I would say it is absolutely... It's a good romantic comedy, comedy, not one of my favorites, because I've watched it so many times. I thought that was your number one. It is my number one, but I'm so tired of it. You just said it's not your favorite. It is my favorite, but it's not right now. Oh, okay. It's because I've watched it so many times, because I'm saying it's my airplane movie, because every time I'm on an airplane, it's fucking available. American Airlines always has that movie available. Probably because it's a really... That's a psyop. And it's like... Soothing psyop. I mean, it is. like I like feel like... at. I feel at peace. Like, if I'm, like, traveling, I'm stressed, like, it's a late flight or an early flight. Nah, not early flights. It's usually late flights. I'll watch it. It's early easy to flights. forget that there's good psyops. There's positive psyops. Early flights, I'm working. But, yeah. Damn, this dude's a fucking beast. Buying the Wi-Fi every time. <laughs> Laptop out. Does that shit work? Yeah. I send emails I've never regularly. had to... I mean, I haven't flown in... I mean, I can't really, like, run reports, but... Yeah. How often do you fly these days? Once, twice a month. Where have you been going? Uh, I've been going to Missouri. Missouri, Wisconsin. Um, What's good with Missouri? Nothing. I feel like that's a respected state of the... Because it's, it's kind of Midwest, kind of, and it's not South, but it's connected to both. Because it's like connected to... Like Arkansas gets shit on. So what's interesting... Oklahoma gets shit on. So I have a plant. I'm not going to say the specific town where it is. We can talk about it offline. But we have a, a plant that I do a lot of work with in Missouri, and it's in the southwest corner. And what I didn't realize about Missouri is that, yeah, Arkansas is to the south. Oklahoma is, like, directly to the west. And then if you go up a little bit into the west, Kansas is right there. Right. So it's, like, a very weird, you're like, where the fuck am I? But, like, so Chicago is pretty much, like, the center of the country, but the Midwest as well. Like that is like I'm the gravitational sure pull. That like if you are like a fairly like like we were pretty lucky that like we grew up in the greater Philadelphia area. Like we moved back home. A lot of our friends lived here. Like we didn't have to go super far to like live in a major city and like do that whole thing. Like after working with a lot of people in the Midwest, I'm pretty sure that like anyone who like has like I don't want to say a social life because I don't want to discredit the rest of the Midwest, but like the major city for them, for everyone in the mid, the entire Midwest, is they're going to Chicago. Right. It's like, that's like, for us, it was like, well, we'll go to Philadelphia. It's close to home. They're all like, we're going to Chicago, but it's eight hours away, but that's where I'm going to go live. Yeah. Right. And even like the Pittsburgh people, like they feel more of a pull to Chicago than to Philly. Right. Like us, like we, we know a lot of people in Philly, but even like a lot of people went to New York too, because that's like New York. Yeah. And we get lumped in with New York because I mean, that's, I mean, New York is like the number one city of America, mm-hmm. but- I mean, that's, like, definitely, like, the spot to live if you want to, like, live and, that. But it, that's it's the Ellis Island effect of that's where, if you're coming over from overseas, that's where you're landing. That's yeah. where you're setting up shop. Right. But founding of this country. Right here, brother. Not less than two miles away from where we sit today. Independence Hall. I've walked there many of times. Thomas Jefferson would make the schlep from Virginia just to write down that little declaration that he made. What's pretty sick about, I don't know if this is sick or not sick, but what is kind of cool is that we are talking about this last night briefly, is that all of the streets in Philadelphia, obviously once upon a time, were cobblestone, and they've just fucking cemented over them. Good. So anytime there's a pothole, you see the pothole, you look down the pothole, there's just a layer of fucking cobblestone under there. Like, it's still all there. This street... Where, are you peeping that on your walks? Dude. I investigated and I started to realize that every, almost, not, not every. This guy's cracking the case. Almost every single one. Look for a pothole out here. We'll fucking open up the shit. 
Well, it's summer. Cobblestone. I feel like they're usually exposed in the, the winter, winter and I'm not, I'm not really trying to like, I'm trying to get from A to B. I'll start taking pictures for next winter and we'll start posting yeah, them we'll on the get podcast. Them, yeah, we'll get them ready. Yeah, fuck. I've never really. Maybe I actually. Have they just seen straight that. up. They just straight up fucking cemented over that. That's all Can they did. Can you uh, explain this to me? So, for instance, Frankfurt Hall right now is about, or not Frankfurt Hall. Frankfurt <laughs> Avenue is about to be repaved. When they yeah, dig up, when they dig up that top layer, how do they do that? Why do they do that? Why don't you just reap? Why can't they just pave over what already exists? I'm assuming they do that because it has some sort of ordinance with the sidewalks. Because the sidewalks have to be X amount higher than the actual street. Okay. Um, so, the, but how do you carve? I've never seen them doing it. How do you carve back the pavement? Like they that? have, they just have a machine that literally rips it up. It's just fucking. It's almost like. And that goes in a landfill, I guess. I don't know where. That's a great question. I don't know where that shit goes because I've never really seen that. I've just seen the machine like slowly like ride over the sidewalk, and then it just comes up, and it's like all fucking ripped up. You got a call? It's Meg. Oh, okay. We're recording right now. Bait. Does she listen to this? I've asked you that before. No. Does yeah, Sarah, Sa- listen? Sarah used to. I don't think she's listened to the past few. So if you're tuning in, hi. Is that recording? Yeah, I think it may have died. I mean, whatever. Because when I turned it back on, it said there for some reason there's only one bar left. I mean, we haven't done video in a minute. Even though it was literally charged, just charging the entire time. All right, this is after hours, baby. This is after... Yo, talk about after hours. The weekend has absolutely destroyed his reputation by doing that shitty show. I watched the show, and... I don't know... why it got as much hate as it did. I wouldn't say it was the best show by any means. But was I missing something? Well, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to open up. I turned it off before I even saw Abel in the show. I watched like the first three or four episodes of it. And it was kind of like, it was kind of like, all right, I'm into this. Like, let's check it out. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. This will be cut out. I guess the way I was trying to look at it was I was trying to look at it from a different lens maybe that I didn't buy into the psyop of it I was trying to look at it that it was like she was a big time musician she's down on her luck she's trying to figure it out and she's having like all these like inner personal challenges like her mom died like she's trying to figure it out so I was kind of like all right like let's see what happens like is she gonna fucking redeem it like I kind of got bought into that piece of the story and you really, it, you just bought into the story. You see the best in people, Grant. But then I did realize pretty early on that Abel was a POS and was definitely not good for her. And I don't know what was good with his crew. But that's I, not what make a show. That's not what makes a show bad. If no. the characters are good or bad. No, my my whole perception on the show was that it was about her. I forget what her name was in the show, but it was about the girl. And it was like she was struggling. Like she was the big pop star that was going through some shit that was struggling. And so I got sucked into being. Is she going to make it out? Is she not going to? Like, what's what's going to happen to her? So what was the weekend? Was he also an artist? He was a fucking... He owned a club. He was like a DJ and <laughs> owned a club. But I guess... I guess he was also in a cult. And it was like... That's where, like, it did get weird. Did you see... I love the meme, though, of uh, all the memes when it's like, I think you're gay. 
I mean, again, I wouldn't say it was the best show, because it definitely was not the best show. I feel like it did get a lot of scrutiny that I don't know if it deserved, because it was so... I mean, vinyl, this is where, Are you like, a good judge of character of this? Do you just see the best in everything you watch? Or do you... You know, do you also... Because it's hard to balance between being, you know, a critical audience and also just being... You know, you got to be open-minded to what you watch. Um, Like, because some people just like everything. Some people hate everything. You don't want to be either of those people. I don't know. I just have a... Uh, maybe I try to see the... the, ben- the positive and everything maybe that's the flaw but i thought vinyl was a great show and that got canned after one season yeah so i also but it seemed like everybody i talked to basically my friends and my parents loved that show vinyl yes the weekend one makes sense if they canceled that after one season i kind of get that Vinyl, I don't get that. I don't know why it only had one season. Because everyone we did talk to was like this. It was also produced by Scorsese and I think like Mick Jagger, maybe. Did people just not want to do it? Were they just like, oh, we got other shit going on? It was fucking great, dude. I got to rewatch it. It Ricky Finesse. I think we talked about it on the first T-Cough episode. Yeah. I got to call Meg real quick. Yeah, all good. 